Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know, but I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So, if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life, available on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information. Thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Nick. Hey, how you doing? I'm not too bad. So how you been? Uh, busy, but good. Very good. Seems to be pretty common right now. I don't know what it is about this summer, but everything seems to be going at 100 miles an hour. Uh, yeah, you, you know, that's an interesting way of putting it. Um, it seems like no matter how much I get done, my list grows exponentially. So in... The faster I get things done, the faster new things come at me. And they're not even always related. It's not always just work or business related. A lot of a lot of it's personal, a lot of it's home life. But it seems like when one thing comes off that list, it's replaced by three or more. Like my list is a Hydra for heaven's sakes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it has seemed like that. Now, granted, I've, I'm trying to split time between, you know, the personal stuff, my own personal garden, the garden that we've turned uh, the whole neighborhood into. And along with all the PR things that come along with it, it just seems like there's always something that has to be done. The kids STEM programs, the, you know, now the wife and I are looking at rental houses. There's all kinds of things. You get yours is primarily your business, isn't it? Uh, to some degree. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the catering's doing well. I'm, I'm struggling to find a, uh, a new location to cook out of for this fall. I've already outgrown the one I'm currently able to use and I'm okay in the summer, but when fall rolls around, I'm going to be in trouble. So I've been looking for another kitchen to use and that's taken up a lot of time primarily because a lot of people just want to rent me their whole building, but I'm not looking to open a restaurant right now. Not exactly. Right. I just right. need the use of the kitchen to build it. Um, I did look at a really nice place on Thursday that is tentatively for rent. I'm, to the not really sure how to say this they weren't looking to rent it they were looking to either relaunch their business or sell the building but they are open to the notion of me renting it for a few weekends in october so i'm, I'm really hoping that we can come to an agreement on price because it, it's it's a big commercial kitchen it's got a huge walk-in has everything that i would possibly need or want and it's uh in a big large building I only say it like that because there's room. I have room for stuff. I have room for dry storage. I have room for my hot boxes and my wheels. I'm not tripping over anyone else. It's also not a currently functioning kitchen in terms of like restaurant daily food service. So I don't have to worry about working around other people. It's just me. 
and I am really looking forward to it just being me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you and I were trying to come up with different solutions, and so far I've airballed most of them. So <laughs> I'm glad you're you're at least finding options out there. I uh, well, I'm finding a couple, but I, it doesn't change the fact that uh, they're all temporary. So I'm, I'm hoping that I will have a permanent home in the next uh, next year. I, I, there's a couple places I'm looking at, but the cheapest one right now is 150,000. So, I mean, it's going to take a minute to get some money together. Right. Yeah. The stresses of building the business. Absolutely. But you should be kind of happy today. We're going to talk about food. Kind of. You want to call it food? <laughs> today we're going to, now you're going to make people mad. I don't care. <laughs> today we're going to talk about plant-based foods. So, Right now, in most cases, when you talk plant-based foods, um, everybody immediately goes to what they've been hearing on TV and on the radio, which is like pretend Whoppers or plant-based Whoppers or Impossible Foods. Uh, what's the other one? Beyond Meat, those companies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more out there than just what we knew from the Whopper coming out. Well, here's the thing. There are some amazing chefs out there that are incredibly knowledgeable about gastronomic science and they can take things like black beans and soy and they can make really close textured foods for the people that really miss meat. And don't get me wrong. I love meat. I also love vegetables and I don't have any problem with a vegan lifestyle, a vegan diet or plant-based diets. I think they're wonderful. But I will say I have a huge issue with the companies that do the impossible whoppers and all those things. The beyond meat, because they're not if you've got to pack something plant based full of so many so much salt and so much preservatives to make you think you're eating a piece of beef. It's not it can't be any better for you than the piece of beef. Well, and we're going to get to that because I have the whopper versus impossible whopper numbers. Uh-huh. But first things first, when we talk about plant-based foods just as you said it is any grown plant being used to re- to replace a meat subst- substance mm-hmm. so recently i had a burger that was a portobello mushroom burger but it didn't have a burger the mushroom was the burger and i wasn't quite down with the full texture i know why they do it because that's a that's a closer texture to beat it's a very hearty um, item there, that mushroom. I know that you, drives people nuts because people love portobello mushrooms, but I've never been a big mushroom guy, but I did try it. And that one wasn't close, but I see uh, that's how they do it is things with textures. I, I Yeah. And I, okay, we're going to unpack this little bit by little bit. A, <laughs> a, I love portobello mushrooms. I think they're delicious and they're fantastic. B, anyone that says they're close to beef is smoking crack. And C, I'm going to say this, and this may ruffle some feathers, but using the phrase portobello mushroom burger is a placebo to make you okay without using just the word sandwich. It's (laughs) not a burger unless you take that portobello and you grind it up with a lot of breadcrumbs and some other binders and you make a ground patty and then you grill that ground patty and it goes from pink to brown. It's not a burger. It's not, you can't just throw something between two buns and call it a burger because it is not a hamburger. It's not. Now, I've had some delicious portobello mushroom sandwiches. When I um, when I worked at this bar in Corona, if you got the portobello mushroom burger, 
instead of having buns, you would have two mushroom caps that would be grilled and seasoned with garlic, salt, and Parmesan. That was your bun. And a lot of people would just get a third mushroom in the middle instead of a patty. And they should essentially be eating a stack of mushrooms. And it was really good. I mean, it really was tasty if you like mushrooms. But uh, it's not, I don't know. I understand that there is a, the way they market it is their mentality is that if they can convince people that it's not that different from beef, then they will lure people into trying it and the more people that try it just statistically a a small percentage of people are going to convert over and that's fine i really don't care about that if you want to greenwash with food as long as you're making healthy stuff i'm okay with it but i am too literal with it and if i'm eating plant-based foods i want to know exactly this plant-based foods i want you to tell me exactly what it is don't pull the wool over my eyes don't try to convince me that it tastes or looks or smells like something else if you're gonna make me meatballs made without meat and they're black beans that's cool just tell me don't be like hey try this it was good wasn't it guess what i don't like the guess what game not a fan (laughs) so you but you do know why we have to make this transition that even if it's not healthy because that's what burger king did burger king proved that i they could make a plant-based burger that is just as unhealthy as their current burger and so that people would eat it so people would like it people would try it it is but they did it because they know the trends where everything is going with climate change you know energy waste all these things current as you know livestock cows specifically but uh, all all meat creates a massive amount of emissions we've had shows on that these are the first attempts to say you can eat just as unhealthy with plant-based foods and that's really what burger king was saying i think well really what they're doing is that everything wrong and everything backwards if they were smart and i mean this when i say this and this goes for the people that market the food the people that come up with these recipes and you can tag team that with the people that that look at the the direction of the world and realize all the problems they're all going about this completely wrong if you want to really affect change in the american i'm using american specifically because we, we live here diet don't don't mess with the food we already have update and change the way we breed it we raise it restructure commercial meat production just just take it and whack it with a hammer so then once that's smacked really hard the cost of beef is dramatically going to go up if it goes high enough people will just stop eating it the people who can afford it will eat it but the average person will start eating it way way less and they'll just naturally gravitate towards cheaper healthier stuff and and this moment when i say cheaper and healthier it sounds kind of strange but when meat is going to outcost produce like drastically they're 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 not going to have any other options i i personally don't think that the answer is taking a bunch of vegetables and then completely packing them full of so much preservatives they taste just like the fake meat we normally eat i don't think it's a good idea i think it's gross sounding doesn't taste that great either well and that's so in most meatless diets when you go plant-based it's usually quite healthy there's you know plenty of protein in a, a lot of those things that even if it's not meat i know a lot of i was watching uh, david Attenborough talk about you know people believe that you have to have lots of meat for your protein and i think he said that uh, when's the last time you saw a scrawny buffalo you know there's plenty of proteins out there well you're not wrong and in fact if you look at most species of herbivores most species of uh 
large mammals that are herbivores, they they're usually pretty husky, pretty healthy, and to some degree fairly musculature. Even if they have a large amount of fat, they're incredibly strong. I mean, if you you can look at the bull, the, just the American bull, like the, what we use to breed our cows. Have you ever seen a fat bull? I, I'm serious, though. I mean, yeah, I'm sure overweight overweight bulls exist, but I mean, they're pretty stocky and pretty, you know, I mean, they're pretty beefy. <laughs> Excuse the pun. But um, you didn't even laugh at my beefy joke. Uh, I'm saving it. I'm going to have a real big laugh soon. Okay, well, you put it in your pocket because there's more coming. Um. But you look at that kind of stuff, and you look at species like buffalo and look at things like hippopotamus and these huge animals that eat, for the most part, nothing but plants. They're just mm-hmm. elephants, great example. They're they're tremendously powerful, very large. And did you know this, that they are, they found out that like back in the old days of gladiators and stuff like that in Rome and Greece and all these places, they used to have plant-based diets? I didn't know that. Yeah, the fighters only. Like the the the, the people that the combatants ate plant based like vegetarian diets. There is a um a documentary, and of course I'm gonna forget about it, but uh, it's hosted by Dar- Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he talks for 20 minutes about how he built up and all this stuff about pumping the iron and eating all this meat, and he's like, and I want all these things, and I found out 50 years later I was doing it completely wrong, and he talks about the health benefits of eating a plant-based diet and all the protein and everything you can get from nature without needing to consume the flesh of another living creature. Yeah, and I'm hoping this summer I will experience that even more because my garden at this point, I've already got more lettuce and spinach than our family can keep up with. We're now cutting it already and giving it to others. Mm-hmm. But I have, I have three different species of lettuce. I have uh, spinach out there right now. There's there's a uh, kind of basil that you cut up into very small pieces to add to your salad. It functions like a lettuce. But it is, we're already getting a ton of it. So we're going to start shifting more and more as this stuff is growing, of course. But that's what, when I think plant-based diet, I think of that that healthy side and what fast food was doing was saying, no, 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 you can be just as unhealthy. Don't worry. We can take something that is absolutely wonderful for you and try to make it taste like the same thing you came to get last time. And really, uh, and I'm going to take the minute right now, cause I'm going to actually tell you some stats calories wise. So I'm going to tell you the Whopper and I want you to tell me the impossible Whopper. Just guess. Okay. Okay. So the regular Whopper with everything on it, no cheese, is 660 calories. Okay. So the identical Impossible Whopper, where the patty is 100% made of plant-based ingredients, what do you think its total calories is? 740. It is 630. So it is almost Mm. identical between the two. But that's not surprising. Well, I mean, the bun is there. I mean... What's funny is you have a patty made of plant-based patty with a bunch of plant on it. So you have you still have your lettuce, tomato, onion, you know, that kind of stuff, pickle. So so fats. There's of course fat by grams and then saturated fats. Fat by grams on regular whopper is 40. Mm-hmm. What do you think the impossible whopper is? Um well can I pause this and can I can I skip ahead and ask you a question? Sure. What's the carbohydrate in the sugar? Yep, carbohydrates is the next one on here. We'll skip ahead to it. So the carbohydrates for the Whopper 
Mm-hmm. The meat whopper is 49 grams of carbs. Yep. So what is the impossible whoppers carbohydrate total? Um, if the regular one's 49 and they're almost identical calorie count, I did, I skipped the fat for a reason because the fat shouldn't be that high on the plant-based thing, but it should have ridiculous amounts of sugar and carbs in it for binders. So I would assume it'd be like 50, 55. It's 58. Very close. <laughs> so it's actually many. It's quite a bit more carbs. Nine more grams of carbs for the plant-based Whopper. Not surprised at all. Now, here's a fun one. Protein. Protein on the regular Whopper. And if you remember back probably five years ago, Whopper used to advertise its high protein content as if it was going to negate anything else that came with it. 28 grams of protein in a single Whopper. How about mm-hmm. the plant-based Impossible Whopper? Well, if it's a plant-based patty, they want to be cost-effective, so it's probably soy and black beans. 32. 25. Oh, only, okay. only three less. Oh, of... okay. I'm actually surprised it's lower. Yeah. Yep, so it's almost identical calories, just so you know the grams of fat. The grams of fat for the Whopper were 40, and the mm-hmm. Impossible Whopper was 34. Mm-hmm. saturated fats only one off 12 for the whopper 11 for the impossible whopper so what burger king really did try to do was take something that could be healthy for you and prove that they could degrade it to a point that it would be just like the whopper you see they did that but they're not the first people that have done that now we talk about greenwashing all the time anytime you see the words fat free I'm serious. Sugar-free on something that should have a sweetened taste, it's greenwashing. Now, I use salad dressings fairly often, but any salad dressing is made is going to be made with, with, with really high-fat foods. Now, if they say sugar-free, not a big deal. They say fat-free, though, on something that has a cream base. Essentially, what they do is they remove the, the cream, they remove the fat, and they add sugar to as, as a placeholder. It, you can you look at Light Ranch as a great example. So that's why I asked you about the carbohydrates of the Whopper, because if they're going to take the meat out, because predominantly, honestly, meat's not that high in fat. Meat's pretty lean. You get your fat from the binders. And to push it further, fat's not bad for you. Sugar's bad for you. I know that if anyone that knows me and hears me say this is going to think I'm a lunatic because I am a really fat guy. I can promise you, I got my voluptuous figure from too many carbohydrates and starches. (laughs) I never, I didn't get this big from eating bacon. I got this big from going, Oh look, I want my 13th slice of bread for the day or a bag of pretzels or my ninth bag of popcorn. Like I eat a lot of carb this morning. I had five pancakes for breakfast. Five five <laughs> with syrup no I don't, I don't use syrup that often uh, we mushed up a bunch of strawberries add a little sugar to make a sauce and did that oh, that's better than the candy syrup that goes on most of them J- jamie can have two pancakes but the syrup will actually go over the first one in the plate she makes a pool of syrup I used to do that. I used to call my pancakes syrup sponges. I used to burn them so they'd be really hard on the outside, and then I'd cut them, and then I'd fill the cracks where I cut with syrup so it'd absorb in like a sponge. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to lie, but I we got to get back on topic here. So with them, them taking this impossible whopper, this plant-based thing, I on one hand, you know, I do applaud them for giving uh that that demographic an option on their menu but on the other hand it just goes to show that like there's a lot of things that just shouldn't be made certain ways if you want to eat plant-based foods learn to like plants 
Well, that you would hope, but that, I think what they were trying to do was get away from the, the rising cost of meat and still be able to keep the same customer. Because unfortunately here in the United States, we are addicted to the fats, the sugars, the salts that that are in fast food. Oh, yeah. And again, I'm not a small man. I am also struggling with getting off of that. So they know that if they had to stop serving hamburgers at some point or raise the price of a hamburger, they have to have an alternative, something that people will eat. So they they did. They took what would normally be one of the healthier lifestyles, which is plant-based eating, and turned it into a Whopper. <laughs> and they're not the only ones, by the way. There is uh, Taco Bell. Has a, I think it was Taco Bell. Taco Bell was working on a meat substitute. It was Del Taco that does have a meat substitute. There is Quiznos is now, instead of buying corned beef because of the price, has an alternate corned beef, which is a, a plant-based corned beef. Quiznos still exists. From Well, and again, I pulled this stuff online. Guys, we're from the Flint, Michigan area. Some of these places have fled. So <laughs> we, we don't see them, but I know they're still in the rest of the country. Carl's Jr. is another one that That's I, yeah, I have not seen in a very long time. But they, they have a Beyond Burger, Beyond Famous Burger. You have a Hardee's in Owasso. Do we? Yeah, it's uh, on M21 on the south side of the road, left-hand side, right before you get to downtown. Well, and oddly enough, you know who else is has currently a Beyond Slider? White Castle. They do. They do have Beyond Sliders, and they're actually more expensive than their regular ones, so I hope they're good. <laughs> right. So all of a sudden, there's this trend, and it's, you know, when I go into the grocery store now, I'm starting to see Baca sitting up on right next to the meats. Like, it is becoming something people are trying and some people are liking, and climate-wise, could make it a little better. Now, I say could because I don't know the process that these plant-based burgers are going through. I know that they're not having the same emissions of cattle, but if they're going through massive processing and and in excess of what everything else is, I, I reserve the right to change my mind. But this is an attempt to curb the American diet to a plant base that is not healthy because they know that most people will not switch to a healthy plant-based diet. Well, but they have to realize, and if they don't, I hope they do one day because you know the public doesn't really pay attention to this. Plant-based eating is a in this country a fad diet. It's a crash diet. I only say that because unless you live in a really big city that has that has enough businesses to cater to all demographics, it's incredibly hard to go on a truly plant-based diet in a place like Durand or in a place like Montrose. It's hard to do. Because you're not gonna be home every night for every single meal. You're not gonna be able to cook everything for yourself all the time but also and i mean this when i say this not everyone knows how to cook not everyone is going to want to be eating the same thing the same salad with no dressing and no cheese on it and yeah there are dressings you can get but like do you really want to go to the store and figure out which ones are which most people don't it's an education it's an education process and i think it's very worth looking into it's worth taking the time to do it but it's not an easy change it's not something that's done simply and these fast food these fast food places while for whatever reason, or giving it a shot, I think they're just kind of barking up the wrong tree. They're doing a really bad job of it. Well, and everybody knows that I've struggled with 
the the transition. Now I've lost 14 pounds, but some of that is also me trying to re create a balance in what I eat, trying to reduce my portions. So it's a mix of all. I am eating more plant-based stuff, but I'm certainly not exclusive. We just had father, you know, it's Father's Day. I, I've been I've been to restaurants three days this week, and none of them were plant-based meals. And I'll tell you, all three places we went to, none of them, zero of them, other than a salad, had a plant-based plate. Are you telling me you didn't eat French fries at any of these places? What's that? You telling me you didn't have French fries at any of these places? Well, I had a baked <laughs> potato. But, that's that's plant. <laughs> but I mean, a whole meal being plant-based. You know, I don't. So here's the thing about plant-based foods. I should. I don't want to call it plant-based foods. Here's the deal about eating vegetarian or eating, eating with the absence of animal products. I can name dozens and dozens of things that I love: fruits, vegetables, things you can make with them. But at the end of the day, you do get tired of just eating salads when you go out to a restaurant. If that place is your normal blue-collar middle class america place they're not going to have anything you might you might get lucky when you go into um like a mediterranean or a greek place or if you know living near flint a coney island a lot of those places will have different things they'll have hummus they'll have pita breads that are completely plant-based there's all different kinds of things they might have but still your odds are pretty slim so it's it's hard and it's incredibly frustrating so i don't like beat yourself up for the fact that you probably had a steak or shrimp because i know you I had both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is that is true, and I tend to nowadays migrate more to a fish. But the place that we went, it was these last few places were pretty much beef related. But other than Adiamos, when I go there, they have a fantastic vegetation, uh, vegetation, vegetarian dish. So uh, what I need to do is start tracking the places that do and start going to those. It is hard. It is hard. So I did look up, there's a goodfoodinstitute.com, gfi.com. Really? Plant-based food stats. In 2020, 7 billion in sales in plant-based production food, not, not produce. So the Baca burgers of the world, the Beyond Meats, those. $7 billion, which is up from the year before, of 5.5 billion well that's good i mean it's still better than the alternative the plant-based foods are growing two and a half times faster than total food sales between 2018 and 2020 i don't think we're shocked by that because it's starting to hit the news it's something that we're seeing more and more in public and and a crap load of places have signed on with either Beyond Meat, Impossible Foods, or some of the others like Morning Star Farms by Kellogg, mm -hmm. to to create or have a plant-based fast food. So A and W Burgers is trying a plant-based Fat Burger, Bear Burger, Fuddruckers, Blaze Pizza, Hard Rock Cafe is looking for several items. Little Caesars is looking to change the meats on their on their pizzas to okay. plant-based. Uh, Burger Fi, which we don't have here. Cheesecake Factory. Denny's, which I honestly didn't know that was meat to begin with. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> hot Dog House was looking for a vegan hot dog. 
Uh, Red Robin, who is primarily burgers, is looking for replacements. Duncan, mainly for for their breakfast sandwiches. I was like, they're they're a donut shop. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, they have. That's why they took donut out of their name. Now they're just Duncan. Well, that still doesn't make any sense because they should spell it different because Duncan was for Dunking Donuts and coffee. That was the whole premise of the name. That's why it's spelled like that. Sorry. Okay, I'm done being picky. Keep going. Well, if they if they change it long enough, most of us will die off and we won't even know the history of it. That's probably accurate. Uh, Taco Bell, of course, is looking for the meat substitute. Edible Legos. <laughs> and Kentucky Fried Chicken has actually found a... They already have a meat substitute nope. for fried chicken can't that do it as <laughs> no. a texture yes it's they have it it's a so thing what are they gonna do like like freeze dry celery for the bones and then put this fake stuff around it like no. I, i'm you not okay it on youtube you can peel it apart and it has a texture that looks like you're peeling apart chicken I love good news. I don't want the illusion of meat. I just want plants or I want meat. I, the, 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 everyone is missing the point with this. If you've got if you've got to trick people and put the preservatives in, it's still bad for you. Why would you? Okay, you want to talk about making something worse? Let's take something plant-based and deep fry it. Well, and that's because if, okay, if Kentucky Fried Chicken has their chicken and then they have on the side vegan meals or salads or any of the like uh, like a black bean anything no one buys them no one buys them they have to figure out how to stop buying the meat because it's too expensive it's becoming too expensive for them it's going to price them out of the market so they're they they can't stop selling chicken like products they're you know they're <laughs> Because let's face it, sometimes you go to a fast food restaurant, it is a chicken-like product. By fast food, you mean Chinese, because Chinese <laughs> has got 50 different ways of chicken-like products. <laughs> so they have to figure out that the, their customer base wants unhealthy. They want high sodium. That's what they're there for. They're there for this unhealthy, highly tasty food. If you... you McDonald's has been offering a salad for how long? I think they've probably sold 15 of them. Mm, I don't know. I'd say 16, 17. I, I get the salads there if I'm on a no carb diet and we have to go to McDonald's. When the, I don't even I don't know if they still have salads. I used to. But if we want to talk about plant based meat substitutes, I would like to formally volunteer McDonald's to make a plant based McRib. Because if their actual meat substitute doesn't taste like meat, let's hope their plant-based one will. Because the McRib is disgusting. <laughs> Great. Now, see, we're gonna, between my Denny's comment and your McDonald's comment, we're getting sued for this episode. Probably. Most of our listeners aren't in this country. They're going to agree or they're going to be confused. I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, so when I think plant-based, I'm going to continue to stick with my my salads my peppers like what we're doing here in town we're trying to create a an area where vegetables are plentiful and find new and, and better ways of cooking them if i go to a fast food place it doesn't matter which one i get sometimes i if i go to burger king i might get the impossible whopper at least that's one less animal that's been killed but i still don't know if the embodied energy is different i know either way i'm not eating healthy well, I mean, yeah, if, if, you, if you're going to fast food, you're not eating healthy, period. 
Um, I, I personally, I'm developing a big vendetta against fast food. I'm almost all of it because it's really, for starters, during the pandemic, fast food was the only food part of food industry that's seen a exponential growth in business. They got incredibly busier, and they're still busy. They're still doing way more sales. They probably only have they done more sales. Their prices have increased, and the quality of the food has not increased. Now you're seeing rest like sit down restaurant level prices at fast food. And I'm sorry, but like if I don't have time to go sit there in a decent place and pay ten or twelve dollars for a burger, fries, and a drink, I don't want to pay it at the window and paper. Right. I right. I just don't. I I don't. You know. And this has taken a maybe a, a momentary step away from the health aspect of it, but it's just uh, I I'm starting to really despise all of them. I understand they're they're struggling to stay in the market, and figure out how they're going to keep their numbers, and you know show that perpetual growth every year. But I just kind of wish they'd fold up shop shop and get out of Dodge. Well, and I'll tell you, part of that 14 pounds I've lost was probably not visiting a window. Or in McDonald's case, a parking lot. Yeah, well, because we can't seem to get it from the window. But um, that's probably where that weight has come or lost from. Because even if you just cook at home, it's healthier. Now I'm just trying to do more with plants. Well, it is healthier, but it goes a little further than that. It's not that it's, it's not just that it's healthier. And while it is, it is healthy. But it's also, if you'll notice when you eat at home, it's probably, at least I've noticed, it stays in your system longer. You eat at home and you're not going to feel hungry in an hour or two hours. Right. If you go to McDonald's, like there's been numerous times I've came over to your house. We packed up the bags. We headed up to record and we stopped and got McDonald's. I had eaten either right before I left my house or eaten on the way to your house. And there I was an hour later, you know, shoving a number two or number three down my gullet. And I felt like I hadn't had really much of anything at all after like, I, I wasn't hung. And I want no misunderstandings. I wasn't hungry when I had the McDonald's. I ate it because I ate it. That's on me. That's my bad. Um, it smells good. It's greasy. It's salty. It it hits all my addictive, you know, little sensors in the brain. The fat fat in me lights up like a Christmas tree. And, you know, I want to trip to obesity on the prices, right? But after that, though, like after we're in the middle of our, 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 our recording and I, I'm like, God, I can really go for a snack. I just ate like a thousand calories half an hour <laughs> earlier. And I'm like, I can really go for something to eat. Like, and I act, but I felt hungry. It wasn't, it wasn't like it was, you know, me just wanting food for the sake of food. Like it it doesn't stay with you. It's garbage. So you tend to eat more. And so, you know, you're eating what, 1500 empty calories. Like it's all fat. It's all garbage, all processed nastiness. And then you get home and what, 40 minutes later, you're looking for a squirt and some chips because you're bored or Verner's or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, I've been pretty surprised by because obviously I haven't cut meat out of my diet, but I try to go four to six ounces Mm -hmm. roughly Um, that how, how satisfied I am with a very large salad from primarily the garden, which is nice because you get to pick it fresh and maybe a potato, you know, or something of that nature a little bit of rice or something. And then maybe four to six ounces of meat. I, for a 250-pound guy, I've been very surprised on how well I'm satisfied for a longer period of time with that. Um, and you're right. If I go through a window, 
it's like my body is super excited for the toy it just got and when it's gone it it, it transfers to sadness and an hour later hunger anyways we've jumped off of the rails for our topic the plant-based plant-based foods are trending way up but i think in a lot of ways the wrong ones are trending way up we have to continue to focus on farm to table local produce uh, and finding more ways to get more people interested in that produce and like what we're doing here in Duran, plan it everywhere because not everybody can afford it. And we can mm-hmm. get away we can get away from some of those windows. We can get away from some of this commercialized stuff. And maybe even some of these plant-based alternatives that may may not turn out great in the long run for us. Well, I don't think that that's going to be a surprise. I think that if they're going to treat these plant-based alternatives like they treated the meat they used in these products, then you're going to see the same results. If you already read, you know, the, the fat and the nutritional information from the 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 fake Whopper versus the real one, that's just going to go across the board. That's not going to change. It's not, you know, when they find their their magic chicken substitute, it's not going to be any better. You know, it'd be wonderful. It would be absolutely wonderful. And I mean this when I say this, if we had a fast food place that served plant-based foods and you looked at the nutritional information and they were 30 to 40% healthier than every single other place, that'd be wonderful. It would be a dream come true. But if they keep putting them through the same processes and the same procedures, uh, just going to keep pushing on the same problems. It's not good. Which is another reason why (laughs) eating local at local places matters, that they're more likely to have healthier food. Because these large corporations and fast food restaurants buy massive bulk for pennies, and it's very rarely a, health, a healthy food. Well, that's true. So, well, that's all I have this week. Thank you so much for having a wonderful food conversation, even though this food conversation, I believe, was uh, a little under your skin. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> oh, so- Real quick, before you close this out, yes. that, that documentary is called The Game Changers. The Game Changers? Mm-hmm. And where can you find that? That's on Netflix. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much. We, we, we appreciate everybody listening. If you like this episode, share it with a friend, maybe on social media. We really appreciate when you guys do that because it helps us out tremendously. If you don't want to do either of those, that's cool. Uh, do us a favor and leave us a review, preferably a five star on your favorite platform. Thank you so very much. And we'll see you next week. I'm Mike. And I'm Nick. Feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org.